Hey guys, and welcome to episode 439 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey, mate, love the energy, guys. <laughs> if you're new to the show, my name's Adam. You've already said that. Oh, it's been a long week, mate, and that's probably all we're going to talk it's about been now. a long week. <laughs> if, you, if you're new to the show, guys, this is where we used to share the highs, lows, and all the learnings of what it's like to run a small growing business we raised some angel capital raised some vc unwound those positions made all the mistakes under the sun and we used to share these we had enough mistakes to fill a podcast three times a week at our peak anyway today things are a little bit different now now we make no mistakes we're perfect (laughs) (laughs) so we come on we've got nothing to talk about we just you know see how each of the day's gone so now so now position is H is running the business that I sort of co-founded with my wife. He's in there running the show with with Sarah and Danny. And I'm off learning how to move from being an entrepreneur to an employee, which is amazing, fun, challenging, everything rolled into one. But I've had a brilliant week, to be honest. It's been fun. And I guess just to be really honest, me and H have actually just been talking and we were going to press record the mics. We got into a conversation. And it would have been an amazing show for the podcast, but there's just, I guess, some maybe some premature stuff and then some client sensitive stuff that we can't jump mm-hmm. on, but looking forward to looking forward to sharing that, or at least the output of that coming forward. Mm. But I think one thing that one thing that's probably top of mind for me, H from an expert trades perspective, if you want to talk about it is I guess just this like reframing of expert trades in terms of how we approach the market. And I think if Jamie Fisher's, listen to this he's like don't change anything again stop changing just do more and it's definitely not changing where do you want to go with this do you want to answer some questions do you want to talk about et um i could, I could hard yeah. sell everybody on what i'm doing at the growth foundation but we'll save that for another day yeah well it's interesting you know so we were we were i'm in an on exactly what to talk about today but as you did your intro i feel like maybe we've not really dived into or at least come back to you being an employee at the Growth Foundation. And I know there was a little bit of rockiness. Well, I said rockiness is probably a strong word, but there was a mo- it was like, change. Oh, what am I doing? Like, it sounds like everything's going great now. Yeah, well, that, that, rocky, that rockiness really, or well, you were there. You experienced that mm. day because it wasn't about the role. It was about content, which is something that, like, we've been on the mics, we make content. And I just, for the first time I think in like 10 years, probably ever just from, since I've been making content. I remember the first time I made content, I looked like a deer in headlights. I remember that I was at Shipman Road in Leicester in this little flat trying to start the business. And I had a mic, I had a laptop. And I remember doing like, I remember the picture now. I'm in like a shirt. Like it's like, I had hair. I can literally remember it right now. And can I like, just say though on that note is one of the, one of the biggest takeaways there if if nothing else from this from this show if you don't take anything else away today the most important thing right now is what adam's just described is even as bad as it might have felt looking back or as cringy as it might be looking back now you did it you press record and just started doing it because you know you needed to execute on it and i think that that especially especially now where content is king whether it's podcast whether it's audio video or both like you need to and we i i've gone through the same process as well if you've got a brand or business or anything like that that needs to be more present or in front of people on different social platforms just start doing it because 
it will be cringy. You will feel awkward, <laughs> but you will also get better the more you do it. You know, like a, a listener of the show, a good friend of ours as well, John Hood, you know, Leasing Plus. It took probably 12, 24 months of repeatedly telling him, you need to do videos, you need to start TikTok. He's finally started the, his TikTok channel with videos that he'd already shot way back when, and he was just sat on. So, and that's going great for him now. So, yeah, big takeaway there. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. The biggest no, not, thing is not, just start. Just get it. Not an it. interruption at all, mate. And I, I actually remember, probably just this week or last week, um, there was a LinkedIn post that I came across, and it really hammered that home, which was like, focus on getting something done and get it to 70% good. Because you can get that, you can get to 70% good in a couple of days or maybe a week. But if you're trying to get to 90% great, that might take you three months or six months. And the, the challenge there is you're delaying it and you're not getting these feedback loops. And there's actually a great interview with Chamath, who's one of the besties on the All In podcast. And he's on the Lex Friedman podcast. And he talks about the importance of shipping something and getting feedback. And it's entrepreneurs that are prepared to get hit in the face with feedback, listen to it and iterate, which is like, let's try something. How did that land? Okay, it didn't land well. What do we change? And just the rate of, the rate of feedback loops creates iteration and iteration creates progress. And if you're someone that's trying to craft the perfect thing and you lock yourself away trying to do that, and whether it's down to paralysis of not having the confidence to get on content and do it, or whether it's just because you are that sort of person that wants it to be perfect before the world sees it. My challenge on that is just get out your own way because you don't know what's good and great. And even if it's good or great to you, it might not be to your audience. Mm. And you'd need to find that out sooner rather than later, 100%. Yeah, I'm glad you jumped in there because that rate of learning just happens from shipping product or shipping content and you get feedback and that feedback can then help you iterate and get better over time. So yeah, like I remember what I felt like then for the first couple of couple of times, couple of weeks, couple of months. And naturally, as you do your own content and you sort of develop who you are when you're doing content, first thing that always happens is who you are doing content is not who you truly are. And then over time, you then become really authentic when you get comfortable <laughs> with it. And that's when it starts to that's when it becomes enjoyable. And then what you notice in terms of that day when we were filming together, actually, it's inside the Growth Foundation was. Rockiness is a good word because I felt just like unstable because I was, had this internal chat going on, which is like, what's the tone? How do I say this in my new role, in the new way, in the <laughs> growth foundation way? And like I shared with you, I was like, I felt sort of like paralyzed a little bit for the first time making content because it was like, I'm trying to fit inside a different brand. It's like, how do I do this their way? And I think what I took away from that, I might, I'm not sure if I shared this on the mic, so sorry if this is like duplicating stuff in the past, but the job isn't actually to take on their brand. That's not the job. The job is to be authentic in the way that you show up at the Growth Foundation or however you show up in your job. What you can't do is like put on a persona or like, and I wasn't trying to put on a persona. I think that's where I was slipping into is like, how do I, what's the words and how's the tone and what's the, the language? what's the perfect language and that kind of shows up what we're just saying is like paralysis kicks in whereas actually i just need to be me inside the growth foundation or if someone's listening to this it's how do you be you inside your organization being authentic because if you don't nail that you're just going to burn out because there's you can't keep putting on like 
the persona and it's unenjoyable. So what, what uh, I'm saying is what you saw on that day was that. And then I was shared with you because you're my bestie and I share everything. <laughs> I was like, hey, I saw what was going on. I was in my own head and ah. Uh, and I had like 24 hours of like, just like ah. And then you during lunch, actually during dinner that day, you were amazing, provided a bit of coaching or counseling, probably a bit of both. Uh, and then told me to get out my own way and just be me. And I did. And it works. And I feel much better. Uh, and yeah, so thank you. What were you, where were we going? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so on that note then, how are you acting in the business now? Is it any different? Like, are you, have you, did you decide to just say, screw it, I'm just going to be myself until someone says, whoa, whoa, Adam, calm it down. Like, <laughs> what's, like what happened? Did, like, have, have you changed? Have you just started? Have you just relaxed and become more of your natural self and realized, actually, there is no friction here. I was just overthinking it. What was the sort of conclusion of all that? Yeah, so it's really interesting because there wasn't friction and there was a slight adjustment in my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How I show up mentally, I just needed to shift that, just slightly just turn that angle and the lens that I'm looking at everything through. So I guess the difference is, one, conversation with you truly helped, but two, it's not as if I'm showing up as me with zero fucks going, I'm just going to be me until someone's at, like, I I know the team. I know my intent. I know what I'm here to do. And I think what I just allowed myself to do was just to act as I normally would. And understanding that the team, the amazing team that I've got around me will course correct me quickly if they need to. And it's like actually having that, understanding and it was definitely for me to land let me take one step back so i'm waffling here and i'm aware of it what i'm trying to say is i think i stopped trying to do the right thing and just do my best work does that make sense which is like rather than trying to think what's the way that i should do this in this organization based on their way it was actually what's the way that i think is the best way to do it Get on with that until someone goes, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not how we do things here, Adam. This is what we need to do. That's probably this very small shift, which is rather than trying to do it this way. And the reason that doesn't work, by the way, is because a lot of what I'm doing is innovation inside the business. There's new things that we're working on. So that playbook isn't there. And I'm coming into a business thinking, okay, let's, this is, this is like, let's follow their way, but they don't have a way for this space. So it's like this, this problem for me, which is like, okay, I want to follow your way, but this is innovation. I actually just need to get on and do it because I think what was happening as well is the reason that I've had this nice little shift is if I don't just get on and do it in three months time, if I'm not getting the results that me and the company want, I've only got myself to blame because it's like, imagine going into that meeting, which is, yeah, I know guys, but I didn't get my results. I was just trying to do it your way. But if you let me do it my way, like if someone had come into my business and said that to me, <laughs> oh, fucking get out, mate. Get those excuses down to the job center. <laughs> I'll get you an Uber there, mate. Don't worry. Straight down there. P45. Yeah. Yeah. But So it's just like, all right, what would I rather do? Show up and do my best work as best as I can the way that I think and get course corrected along the way or second guess every decision. And I'm like, cool, I'll take the first option because it's enjoyable and I back myself and we'll see how I get on. And that's, I guess that's the shift, mate, to be honest. No, it's good. It's, it's interesting because this show, 
has followed your journey of leading the way. I know we've kind of covered this in a previous episode, but in it, what we said before was you got to lead the charge on uh, the the tone, the message, the company voice, and all that sort of thing. Whereas now you're having to fit in that box a little bit. But what you're what you're still it sounds like you're still able to kind of lead the charge, or at least in the role that you're in, that you're in now is lead the charge in the sort of, in the message, it, like in the approach that you're taking, you're still being yourself, still pushing things forward and trying new things. But actually there's a lot of, um, a lot of flexibility in the role to actually stretch your legs. As it yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I, I guess I kn- I've always known that though. Like, rationally like rationally i've always known like i've come in huge respect for the team relationship with rich and it's like i know that they're like listen we back you just go and do it but hearing that and doing it so it's it's interesting i'm gonna nick something here that that rich sort of showed me is like there's like these four stages that you go through inside a company and i've never been in this position so like being an employee um I've never experienced this and now I am, it does resonate. I'm going to try and get it in the right order. Uh, one sec. There we go. Uh, I'm missing one. I've got, I've got, I've got three and I know there's four. Uh, oh, mate, dead air. This sec. is dead air. <laughs> there's nothing better than dead air. Uh, well, while while you're thinking of that, let me let me just give you got a little it. bit. Of, okay. Got it. There we go. go. There we go. I See, think I've got it. I think I've got it. Sorry. Let's go. Come on. Wow thank, me. Thank you. Let's go. So four four stages. So it's like storm, form, norm, and perform. Okay, let me break that out. So I finally got there. It took me about thirty seconds, mate. It's Friday, it's tired, but so like when you come into a new role, not this is like dog or fuel sponsorship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're running on air guys we need sponsorship quick <laughs> exactly yeah it's kind of like when you when you join you get, like you go through this stormy stage which is like everything's just like a fucking whirlwind and it's like all new business is stormy like coming into the role don't already know what i'm doing gotta find my feet and then you sort of like form which is like you actually start to form assumptions yeah by the way i'm pretty sure the second word is form but it does make sense in my story if it's not i prefer this one anyway so you come in and then you form your understanding of the business and you kind of like build a baseline and you kind of know where you are that then all normalizes and all of a sudden you're kind of like in the business and things are going well and then you start to perform which is kind of going above expectations and growing in the right direction you kind of like do that and i guess the job of a good manager or leader is to help people go through that at the quickest rate possible which is like if you leave someone stormy long enough one or two things are going to happen you're going to have to fire them because they're not performing or they're going to quit because no one likes to be in the eye of a hurricane all the time. So it's sort of like management can think of that as like a tool, which is like, all right, where are they in this? And I remember having like kind of conversation. I was like, fucking hell. Like, I just feel like I'm just like getting my bearings. He was like, Oh, you're in a stormy stage. And then he explained what that was. I was like, okay, it all makes sense. Um, and now where I'm at is all right. How do I personally get through that? Uh, and weirdly a bit cathartic, but kind of feel like, not out of that, but I can I'm not in the eye of the storm anymore. Maybe I'm just slowly on the edge where it's 
less pull. People are watching this right now. I'm using my my chairs with wheels on to simulate being in the hurricane. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of like the the language that was used in terms of the, the process of coming into a job. And I think just over the next sort of like six, 12 months, there's going to be some really interesting learnings. Um, and I would love to package this up sort of going from entrepreneur to employee, which by the way, I'm going to caveat that. I really am because it's like entrepreneur to employee with an asterisk because I genuinely believe that I found a very entrepreneurial company and entrepreneurial role at a fantastic time. So it's, it's not as like firm or structured as it sounds when you go entrepreneur to employee because it kind of makes it sound negative, but it definitely isn't. Um, but there's definitely learnings, which I think are important. And I'm, like you say, I'm learning all the time here. Yeah, I think one thing that's important to maybe keep in our mind is if we're trying to, uh, I guess if someone's trying to run a startup, they've got a business that they're trying to run, they're probably thinking, this guy's just, jump ship and got a job now why should i listen to him <laughs> but like to to have some takeaway from what you've what you've sort of been through so far i guess is how, how can someone create that environment for new starters employees and things like that to give them mate do you know what i do you know what I, do you know what i spend most of my time doing you got real hot on the mic there. <laughs> sorry mate. yeah i know yeah please I, I, I was, tell me more i was i was moving, i'm leaning moving, in moving. i'm leaning in <laughs> I have that absolute luxury of just meeting like awesome founders and awesome CEOs of like high potential, high potential founders and high potential businesses doing some really cool stuff. To be honest, I probably just need to bring, I need to work out where I can, but bring in some of those stories and conversations just in terms of like the learnings. Um, but I also don't want to cannibalize my, my new podcast. Harry. I'm more than well, no shilling on it, mate. No shilling <laughs> no <laughs> As he kicks me off the live stream. Some might, some might say uh, we, we know the right way to grow uh, and be a great name for a podcast. Anyway, no shilling. Uh, but what I want to do is try and take some of that stuff because I'm, I'm meeting and learning stuff all the time. So that's why someone should keep listening. And to be honest, you're the oracle of truth on this show now. Like You're the one that's driving this forward. I'm just the, the loose guy that occasionally has a can of brew dog and talks about the steady roll inside. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast would change its name from start diet to two employed blokes <laughs> i mean we're not it's not it's not wrong though is it at the moment <laughs> but uh yeah i mean maybe, maybe we should review that maybe start a new one get a new sponsorship <laughs> just any sponsorship guys please brewdog sponsor me i'll do a brewdog appreciation podcast uh i feel like maybe we're running a bit dry today mate just because we've got kind of a lot of uh, irons in the fire is that the phrase we've got a, thing, a lot of things coming up brewing but can't really talk about it right now so should we just give everyone their weekends and wrap it up here and then come back next week with a bit more heat yeah, I, think, I think most important it was like a commitment to just jump on the mics but one, one thing I I guess to, to touch what you just said around what's happening for me that I can run onto mics that's actually like, I guess, playing out with my, I guess, strategic role within expert trades and sort of supporting in, in that once a month is the, the framing of expert trades, I think is wrong. And I don't mean that as black and white as that. I just think that we're, we're really leaving a lot of opportunity on the table because 
I genuinely believe that the team that we have in ET, you have in ET. Let me take one step back here. The way that Expert Trades is framed right now is we have a community and we're a distribution channel for brands in that industry. Whereas we're actually a fantastic digital marketing agency for the construction industry. And what I'd love to do, because we're sort of going through this right now, is share where where we get to within the next couple of weeks around that reframing and reasons behind it, how we communicate it. And I guess just the initial successes that we're starting to see already about that, which will be, I guess, it, I think it'll be interesting to share, which is amazing how you can have a business with a clear set of, I guess, pieces of work or services, but you're potentially leaving a lot of value on the table with how you frame it, or even just how you frame what you do is leaving a lot of value on the table. Um, so I, be interesting I think, to do that. Yeah, I actually think as well what what that will lead into in a future show is sort of growing the team again, because at some point, if 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 that reframing really kicks in and we elevate to a certain level, we're going to need to staff up a little bit more. Um, oh, which sorry, sorry, I told you then. I think we're already starting that. So oh yeah, well I know I know we're kind of like on the lookout for things already, but yeah, I think yeah. it's the like but at the moment, well, as far as I'm aware, it's like a role, maybe two at most, but like staffing up I think is is going to be interesting again because it's always been a little bit uh I guess the rate in which we've staffed up's always been slow, as in like, mm-hmm. oh, we're bringing in a new guy or a new girl, and like just one person, they get the focus, they get the team, and we on board. And but yeah, I think we need to like, boop, boop, yeah, like another yeah, level well, up where there's all of a sudden we've just added another row of heads, which is like, fuck, if we've not got all of our shit together when it comes to organization, things can fall apart real fast. Yeah, it's just working out like the sequencing and the levers to pull there, but I think. The reason that we've, because we ended up not not going, we started off on a venture path, got off that path, and then we just became sort of self-funded and sort of like built built our own profits. But then we decided to get rid of like the monthly recurring revenue products in the business. So it's like very project focused. And that that itself without retainers creates risk in the business. And it creates like, actually, if you don't have those those retainers in place, or at least some form of reliable, consistent revenue in the pipe. It's really hard to staff up because we have like this allergic reaction to letting people go with inside expert trades. Uh, it's kind of like when you're in, we do our like absolute best to retain you. It's interesting having a chat with a guy called Ollie. Uh, he put something out on LinkedIn. He said something which really resonated was spend less time focused on retaining clients and more time focused on retaining your staff because your staff retain the clients for you. And I was like, oh, brilliant. I like that. Like, do you know, it's sort of like when you think about business, like mm. you sometimes choose where to focus, but there's like this trickle-down effect when you have great staff, great culture that understand what you do, how you do it, and do that really well. And you just build that, that fucking team, not that family, you build that team, that high-performing team, like focus on supporting those. But where I think where we're at is we're trying to shift from project to retainers and what that that looks like and that will then create an unlock and confidence to then go and say all right let's go and scale this up so slight reframing focusing on a small number of set products and we went we've gone down if people remember this podcast we used to like 55 different things one year we've 
five different things. We got it down to nine, and I think we're probably going to end up less than five in the next four to eight weeks as we sort of work together as an SLT team. I love those sessions, by the way. Those once a month get together, six hours or whatever it is. It's just amazing. It was like yeah, four, I feel like, four I mean, we're, yeah, we're kind of doing them at the end of the day, but I feel like we actually need more time like because we start later and it gets late, but we start yeah. flagging because it's evening. But I honestly think it kind of needs the day to run on because I, 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 tr- I mean, maybe we just end up spending too long on things because we do actually pre- keep it pretty tight because of the time constraints. So maybe we just end up chatting a bit more. But I think that it, we could easily, if we allowed ourselves, spend an entire day and, and into the evening just like covering all things maybe it's an opportunity to dig into things a bit deeper though because we do uh, that's what i was about to say we keep having like, to push I, stuff back a little bit yeah i think the goal of that because we only do that once a month that time should be like so precious that it's just the highest impact like the most important urgent items if you think about like that eyes and our matrix that grid like important and urgent just the stuff that's like important and urgent we deal with there but we go very deep work out the big levers uh, and just focus on that and just pick one or two things to just get done in that four in the four weeks that we have between those meetings just pick a couple of things like just big chunky meaningful things to move forward let's just say you did one or two things you're only moving forward on 12 to 24 things across a whole year so you have to make sure they're the right things so it'll be interesting again there's probably something there just to share the how those things have evolved and what we've done off the back of it. Mate, for, for, for two guys that had nothing to talk about, but we wanted to literally jump on the mics for three minutes and say, we've actually, because we, me and I actually spent like 30 minutes ahead of this just recording and just catching up on some other bits. That couldn't get on the mics, but for, we, we thought we had a three minute update, but this has been pretty fun, actually. Feels like we've had a bit more of a uh, fireside chat than a. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's, it's been cool. Um, mate. Uh, let's let's wrap up there. I was literally about to ask you what you're up to this weekend, and then realised that doesn't need to be on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. If you have made it this far, don't forget you can send in your questions, comments, or concerns <laughs> to Harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget as well. We had a few more people get in touch regarding the network meals that we do. If you want to get in touch get involved, be around entrepreneurs, like-minded people, you know, helping each other out. It's a really awesome place to be. It's not just a typical networking thing in the traditional sense, much deeper, much tighter knit, much more helpful, I would say, rather than something that's just like, here's a business card. Uh, Yeah. Reach out, let us know, get in touch. We'd love to grow this community once again, once again, once more, bigger, better, onward, beyond. Let's wrap it up, mate. Anything else? (laughs) <laughs> a dab from Adam before uh, before we close this up. You can see that on YouTube. See you later, guys. Yeah.